This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflex... I, I I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflexive. <laughs> it's, and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. <laughs> oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with, with a, a drinking problem. problem. Welcome, everybody, to Drink, Drunk, Drunk. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Linda's going through puberty. So be easy on her, everybody. I thought I sounded like a witch. Like, welcome <laughs> to my life. Like a prepubescent witch. Yeah. All right. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you want to talk about some stuff? Hey, should we do yeah. um, a listener question? Because we haven't done one in a while. Yes. So this question actually comes from somebody that I know, but they want they don't want to be called out. Okay. So we're going to use a pseudonym. All right. Do you want to pick it? Let's pick Charles. Charles. From Charles Ch- from Chattanooga. I was going to say Chattanooga. I know, because you wanted to do alliteration. Oh, I love alliteration. Um, okay, so Charles has an issue he thinks he has an issue when he's writing mm-hmm. um or people have told him that he's a little too wordy uh in his business emails and whatever he has to write for whatever his business is okay trying to keep charles anonymous here <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is a really common problem i think and i i run into it at work i know everyone does um sometimes i, I open think it's up like sorry i'm cutting you off no but I think especially when we're doing business, like when we're not writing to our friends or family, like familiar emails, mm-hmm. and people are writing for work, maybe they're trying to sound super professional and yeah. it leads to this problem. Yeah. So there's like wordiness for wordiness sake. And it's like the more words you use, the better you sound. And that's false. False. I mean, in general, you need to just your words need to count like words matter every word that you write tm (laughs) yeah uh matters so i mean just look at if i mean something i can't say enough is just reread what you write because that will just help you so much like it's no one is perfect in their first go around i reread all of my emails yeah to make sure that they're trying to say that they're saying what i'm trying to say yeah you know how they say you like get dressed, you're ready to leave the house, and you yes. look in the mirror and you take off one thing. Was that Coco Chanel? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Coco, not the Coco from Drink Drank Drunk. Yeah, not the Golden Girl slash Drink Drank Drunk Coco who Do you like Coco like, Chanel? Totally phased out. Who was like, Je ne sais quoi, I'm so cool, I'm so French. <laughs> and when you read your writing, take read it stuff out. and just take all of the bullshit out. Say what you mean to say and mean what you say exactly and so one thing um i think that we've talked about before where people get caught up a little bit and it almost is like they're trying to be fancy but i I don't know it's the passive voice Mm -hmm. which is just to be avoided i mean in moderation example okay so example of the passive voice is um the wine was enjoyed by everyone at the party 
It's like, just say everyone enjoyed the wine. Yeah. You know, everyone yeah. at the party enjoyed the wine. Yeah. Don't, everyone got fucked up. Yeah. Right. Just kidding. Don't I don't know that. how to make that passive. <laughs> the fucked up was had by everyone. <laughs> was happened by everyone or something. But yeah. It's going to get bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just say everybody loved the wine. Yeah. Um, like, you know... Uh, some some great solutions were determined at the meeting. No, ooh, yeah. we came up with some great solutions. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just say what you would say yeah. as you're and talking. Then follow up on that. Yep. Segue into another great tip yep. for clarity. Yep. We came up with some great solutions. Then go into a bulleted list. Oh God, I love a bulleted list of the solutions. You don't need to write a paragraph with sentences, with commas and semicolons and all this stuff because you have all these solutions that you're listing, Mm-mm. make an actual list. If you find yourself using a lot of commas and semicolons, you need some bullets mm-hmm. because no yeah. one wants to read a dense paragraph of information. Everybody love lists. I mean, look at BuzzFeed. Uh, They're yeah. worth billions of dollars because they invented lists. <laughs> yes, they invented the list. So do like BuzzFeed. If you can say it in a list, say it in a list. Yep. Just bullet it out. Make it clear. Make it concise. It still looks professional. Yep. It still looks like you're smart. And it's more actionable. It's like, here, yes. you know, if someone skims your email, which, by the way, is what everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. Your emails are not more important than anyone Mm-mm. else's. No. And when it comes in with a big chunk of text, they're uh, not even skimming it. They're just looking God. at the next one because it makes their eyes hurt and they don't want to read it. I cannot read a big block of text. So... Bullets are great. I use bullets even in my personal emails, as mm-hmm. I was, as I've said to Morgan before. I write personal emails to catch up with friends, and I use bullets yeah. to tell them yeah. about what's going yeah. on in my life, which is so sad. And just go back to the big chunk of text and making it readable. Something that I think is really helpful, but you have to be super selective. Bolding. Mm-hmm. Morgan, I'm sorry, I just took a huge scope, <laughs> but I needed to get this out. <laughs> I started bolding in my work emails, which are already pretty mm-hmm. concise. Yeah. But I do offer some context. Up productivity to by 90%. Yeah. So recently, I sent an email to a couple people who I am friendly with and, you know, are my colleagues at work. And I was like, here's a little bit background on the thing that I'm sending you. Here's what I need you to do. So I said, mm-hmm. person's name like pull this thing do this thing and I bolded what I was asking her and then I like did a little bit more and then I said person's name and then I bolded what I was asking of that next person this this guy and so I wrote okay thanks let me know if you have any questions thanks everybody and then I wrote p.s. Do you find my bolding obnoxious or helpful? <laughs> I was like, I'm really open to suggestions, suggestions, and I'm not trying to be funny, but like, I've started doing this at work because yeah. I want to give context, but I also want you to see what I'm trying to yeah. tell you to do. Yeah. And they both wrote back that they think the bolding is helpful. So I don't know how truthful they're being, too. but I think it is helpful. I think it is too. And I, I've noticed that you do that in your emails for a while, and. <laughs> No, I don't mean that like... The amazing thing is, is I sent Morgan personal emails. Yeah, no, I mean like when you're like, we're having a bar crawl on Saturday, bolded date. And then you're like, it will start at bolded location. Like, You're right. I've been doing it longer than I realized. You've been doing that for a really long time. Um, but then I read, so I'm in PR and I have to pitch a lot of journalists. And um, there's like a, a website where they'll interview journalists and then they say, um, what's the best pitch they ever got or what what do they look for in pitches? 
And a number of them have said when pitches come in, you know, they want it to be creative and clever. They want to have an exclusive. They want to, you know, all of the stuff that you think they would say. But they're like, when you bold the text that you want me to read, because they get so many emails that they just look at them. So good. But then if there's two or three sentences, not the whole thing, just like, hey, next month is like National Fruit Fly Month. And then like Mm -hmm. that's and then it's like, my client sells the number one fruit fly killer, like, in bold. Wow, that seems like the opposite of National Fruit Fly Month, <laughs> to be killing all what of the fruit flies. And then the, then, then the next thing you bold is, like, president of the company, like, Cassandra blah, 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 is available for interviews next week. And, like, yeah. everything else you can have in there about whatever else you need to say. But those like three action, or not, they're not all actionable, but like those three. It gives you, it's like if you only look, my, I remember like my outline. My science teacher from when I was like in sixth or seventh grade said, before you read a chapter in your textbook, read the table of contents, read all the bolded wow. words and their definitions, because they used to have like the bolded words and the definitions yeah. on the side. Um, read this, read this section headers. Go through and read that. She's like, and you will understand the text 90% more than if you hadn't done that in the first place. That is amazing. She's like, but it takes you an extra 20 minutes to do it. She's like, but if you take that time, and I totally agree with that. Of course, I didn't do it at the time, but I totally agree with that. I would never read the table of contents. You'd have to pay Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) That's so boring. I know. Where's the drama? Where's the excitement? I know. I don't even like to read a prelude. I just had to get, like, when I was a kid, I thought that that was, like, an optional part of the book. I was like, listen, I don't read the dedication. I don't read the table of contents. I don't read the quote before the chapter. I don't read the prelude. I want to read the book. I I realize that's part of the book now. I do think that the prelude should just be a chapter. Like, I don't call it it. a prelude. Yeah, yeah. don't call it a prelude. Don't call it a comeback. And do not, do not use Roman numerals for the page numbers in a prelude because... You are not counting the work that I'm putting into your book. <laughs> I don't want to read 20 pages of Prelude and then start chapter you mean one. XX? Yeah. And then start at page two or whatever, yeah. like 20 pages later. But I will tell you, dedication is one of my most favorite parts of a book. Um, I do appreciate dedication. Now, I'm just saying before when I was a young person and I didn't understand that that was part of the book, probably because they didn't have real page numbers. I thought I could right. skip it. That's and a good point. It does seem skippable. When I was in... Number your pages. Um, when I was in high school, there was this AP English teacher, and he was such a hard ass, and everybody was so scared of him. And he was super hard, but he taught us all how to write like really amazing um, papers. So we were prepared for college, and he actually did a good job. But he was so mean and just like, just a, a hard ass. Yeah. And he, you know how sometimes you have to like read parts of the book out loud in class? Yes. And he called on this kid, Sean, to read the prelude. But he must have been like, Sean, like start on page two. And Sean was like, okay, prelude. And he goes, and he's cut him off. He goes, oh, I hope you didn't get too fatigued reading the prelude. Oh, what a jerk. Mm-hmm. What kind of teacher is that? A mean one. Oh, that makes me sad. We all laughed. Aww. <laughs> Actually, I think a lot of us didn't even get the joke. We were like, Aw, well, I hope Sean's doing well, wherever he is. Also, regarding books, acknowledgments often make me cry. Mm. 
Yeah, I like good acknowledgements. Yeah, I get actually angry at bad ones. I also have trouble spelling that word. Yeah. I always need autocorrect to come in. There's a lot of uh, consonants in a row. Yeah. All right, so... So, wait, did we answer poor Charlie's question? Who cares? Charles, <laughs> passive voice, bullets. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Wait, what was the question? Was it too Being wordy? Being too wordy. Yeah, just, just make your words count. I mean... Uh, just reread for clarity. Rereading is keep it thing. short. People it think short. that short doesn't sound smart, but it actually does because it's really yeah. assertive and it makes you sound like you are in the power position. Like for example, I will just say one 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 word that uh, or two words that um, people often make fun of is like when people say utilize. We we want to utilize all of the tools mm. that we have. Yeah. It's like we want to use them. Like don't yeah. don't make it longer than it has to be. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, there's there's nothing wrong with sounding smart, but like, don't force it too yeah. much and yeah. just say what you mean to say. And sometimes, not only reading what you wrote, but also if you would um, read out loud what you wrote, Ooh. because would you actually yeah. talk that way? Yeah. And Sit in your cubicle and loudly read your emails. Out yeah, oh, aloud or out loud. Uh, either. Okay. Um, my coworkers love when I read things out loud. <laughs> and when you sing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not obvious. Um, so. Should we talk about an issue? Let's talk about an issue. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of a words matter. Maybe this is a words matter segment. I okay. don't know. You'll have to ask. You'll have to tell me. Okay. The Huffington Post. You actually sent this to me. In Canada. The Huffington Post Canada. But it's okay. We're, we're one big continent. continent. Oh my God. I almost said consonant. Um, <laughs> HuffingtonPost.ca. Oh, so cute. I know. <laughs> what does com? What does com mean? Dot com. Ryan? Commerce? Yes. He nodded yes. Okay. All right. The internet used to just be to sell things. Oh, and then he went like this. Shoulder shrug. I think it, the internet used to be to sell things. And then everybody was like, no, it's for porn. But then nobody changed the dot com. Is America like the only dot com user? The United States, I mean. I mean, no. But if there's something already in America and you want to put it in your country, like. You do CA. Or UK. Okay. Or IT. Italia. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm I'm planning my trip to Italy, as you know, and it, like they love their cookies over there. Every site I go to, you have oh. to agree to the cookies I before, you meant like, like a cannoli. <laughs> no, wow, I love cannolis, but I mean, like it's just like you go to the dot it and it's like cookies, cookies, cookies. You can't move forward, so you agree to my cookies. Anyway, that's bananas. <laughs> that's cookies. Um. So, the Huffington Post, Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Morgan and I are both trying to, like, stealthily <laughs> drink r- refill and open new drinks without having... But I, I just ruined it for us because I just told everyone. So, anyway, Huffington Post um, talked about uh, baby names, which we love to talk about. Ooh, I know. We love I'm rubbing my hands in anticipation. I know. It is the best. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a few friends who are very opinionated about baby names and it's like yeah it's my only i mean i guess you kind of are kind of yeah okay so basically it's just i'm I'm a bitch (laughs) (laughs) no i love it i love knowing the reasons behind things anyway unique baby names colon 
everyone wants parents to stop doing this. Sure. Here's what this is. Mm -hmm. Basically, they go on to say, I'm not even going to read from it. They go on to say that a parent starts out wanting to choose a really interesting name or a name that they just really love, but that's different from a lot of names. And then they're like, you know what it's going to be? Olivia or Mm -hmm. something. And Olivia's Mm -hmm. a beautiful name. Mm -hmm. And um, they find out, oh, you know what? That beautiful name that is so interesting, yes, has become more popular in recent years. And... Like extremely popular. Extremely, extremely popular. Is it number one in Canada? Uh, they don't say. Okay. But they did use, wait. Yeah, they did use it as the um, example. I, I, I bet you it's top five. Second most popular name in Canada. All right. Ding, ding, ding. It's weird they didn't use the first, but anyway. Well, maybe. Well, okay, never mind. Okay. So the second most name, popular maybe name. the first most is Canada. <laughs> So it's the second most popular name. So you're like, damn it. Yeah. That was like the super interesting, beautiful name that I was going to choose for my daughter. Well, I think before you get into what people then do, I think that there's like this, this like weird thing that happens to your brain when you're trying to pick out a baby name and it's, you don't pay attention to baby names until you're about to have a baby. Oh, exactly. That you've been like subconsciously paying attention to it the whole time. Right. And you've been getting these like subtle right. hints from like popular culture about you're not that clever. What is cool. <laughs> and then when you go to pick your name and you're like, ah, I'm the only one. Or you're like this. Because same- you're like, I don't know anybody with this name. Yeah. I don't have any relatives with this name. And then you go to pick it and you're like, oh my gosh. 40% of people under four have this name. <laughs> yeah. Or you like grew up during a certain time that a lot of other people did. And there yeah. was like popular names at that point. Like, yeah, what we're talking about Amelia Bedelia Amelia. and Ramona, uh, whatever Quimby, Ramona Quimby. Yeah. yeah so those so, are really popular yeah, now. People who, people who are in their thirties and forties name their kids, Amelia and Ramona. Cause that has warm fuzzies for them. Yeah. I mean, I see why. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what they do instead of choosing another name because then they've become so attached to this name that they find is they choose mm, don't say it a super weird ass spelling no so god this is even worse than like putting too many words in your emails to try and sound smart this is like here's a yeah. perfectly good name let me jack it up yeah so instead of saying Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A. Beautiful name, for the record. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Second most popular name in Canada. You name your child Olivia, A-L-I-V-I-Y-A-H. No, you don't. Oh my god! Well, that's what they're saying. Oh my so gosh. they said I thought it like, was just going to be Olivia with an A, which has already given me like my eye was twitching. This is like I don't know if I if so I'm looking at the screen and if I saw this. Would I don't know what I would Olivia? say. Like, Olivia. obviously, that's like, I guess that's what it says. But Olivia, in my mind, is not this word. So, no, no. I don't, I don't know that I would say it like that. Are Canadians becoming Mormon? <laughs> are Canadians? <laughs> yeah, Coco she- just asked, are Canadians Maybe becoming Mormon? I don't know. There's a big Mormon influx up in Canada. Hmm. That's hmm. one explanation. Hmm. But yeah, so this is... Uh, Maybe they should start spelling with a K and just 
Olivia? No, Canada. Oh, Canada. I was like, Olivia? I bet you Olivia is a thing. You think so? Yeah. So anyway, it's just like really interesting. I don't have a child and... Are there other examples of weird names? Well, they they do Steven. Steven, Stevan, Steven, Steven. Like there's all sorts of... You do a V or you do a PH? And then actually, I prefer a ph. They also do s t e e p h a n. Two e's. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, they might be making a joke there. I don't know. I can't read all the words. I think when I sent it to you, which I didn't read it, I just sent it to you. Yeah, that's good. But in the there was somebody who did um, for Elizabeth. Like, it was like trying to find it it was at the top and it was like the beginning of a video that i also didn't watch because i didn't i didn't watch the video but it was like liz it was like liz beth but it oh that's like the um what's that book what's that book um this series and then the guy died the author died like before all the whole series came out the dragon 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 girl with dragon tattoo her name was elizabeth wasn't it yeah, but that's like, weren't they from a different country? Maybe Sweden, that was a real name in their country. But this, is it not at the top in that picture embedded? Well, oh, sorry. I think a new video started and it was about Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, Apple, right. I guess. Well, it was something disgusting that if you said it enough, fast enough times, it just sounded like oh, loose lizard. barf or something. Wait. Oh, maybe <laughs> that's what it was. Oh my God, wait. I, I read it wrong, but it's like, Elizabeth, so E L I Z A B R E T H. Because you don't want to do Elizabeth because it's too common, so you do Elizabeth. Yeah, and it sounds like lizard breath. And one Reddit or, user, as com- I said, loose barf. <laughs> <laughs> one one Reddit commenter said, which easily becomes the lizard breath. That's funny. Loose yeah, barf. another one that they <laughs> another one that they cite is Liam. Super popular. That's probably number one, I bet. All right. Let me see. Uh, Yes. The number one boy's name in Mm -hmm. Canada. So Liam, obviously, normal spelling of L-I-A-M. That's the number one name. But people are using L-E-E-A-M. No. L-I-A-A-M. No. L-I-A-H-M. No. L I A M M. Fuck yourselves. Oh man. Oh, the other one here. Do you know I didn't know till recently that Liam is a short William? I didn't know that. Yeah, I just learned as as it's become popular and I've had friends use Liam again. Really good name. Like mm-hmm. it's popular for a reason. It's not a sucky name. Mm-hmm. It's sucky if you put extra letters in it. But I found out that Liam is um it became a name because it's a short William. That's really cute. It's so cute. I know. I love the name William. Yeah, I know. My father-in-law's name William. I think it's a super good name. I have a cousin named her baby William, but he goes by Liam. I love Liam, too. I mean, I love all these names. Um, another one in the Elizabeth uh, video that came up was Maverick. Mm. So I guess, like, the Top Gun movie is really popular. <laughs> um, so it just makes me think of Sarah Palin. M A wait. <laughs> I guess that. Canadians don't care about surveillance. Well, I don't know. Isn't she closer to them than they she should. is? No, she's close to Russia. Right. <laughs> so M H A V R Y K. Maverick. 
<laughs> that's like, that's crazy. That's, but that's not, no. Yeah. Is that of a boy name or a girl name? I guess boy. I think a boy. Because of Top Gun, right. And in my head, it's a girl name because of Sarah Palin. See, this is what happens with no. names. People have like personal associations with them. Yeah. Well, obviously. This is why you should just well, name your child, child one, child two, child three. Yeah. That's a really good solution. <laughs> We're here to help everyone. But spell it like C-H-Y-L-D-E. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving from baby names to... Let's do it. A Gawker article that says, Our lawmakers are idiots just like us. So this is about <sighs> someone who introduced a representative who introduced um, a house resolution. Okay. To... Where are these people from? Chattanooga? Chattanooga. <laughs> they are from Missouri. Mm. And they, uh, this person, um, let me see, Representative McCreary. I don't see their first name right now. I bet it's a woman. Tracy McCreary. I knew it. God, you're so good. Um, introduced a resolution to fix the spelling of her fellow lawmakers. Oh, my God. So an actual piece of legislation. <laughs> um, to fix the other pieces of legislation. Yeah. So it, the, the article starts Tracy's off. gripe? Yeah. The article starts off. And this is not from Tracy. This is from Gawker. Okay. Government by the people for the people would be great if we, the people, weren't such morons. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in an effort to ensure that good grammar shall not perish from the earth, official house resolution number 1220 comes to the good people of Missouri from Representative Tracy McCreary, who has apparently built up some deep-seated loathing for her colleagues' abuse of the English language. Oh, Tracy. In an interview with the Missouri Riverfront Times, McCreary explained that her fellow public servants' constant slips of the tongue had the effect of nails on a chalkboard, (laughs) and then it happens pretty much daily. So, oh my god, I bet she's so cool, don't you think? Oh yeah. Don't you think she has like a like a smart haircut that's like easy, breezy, but fashionable? Totally. And you mm-hmm. will get such a better picture of her as I read you the intro to her <laughs> to her resolution. Okay. Whereas on occasion, members of the Missouri House of Representatives have used the word physical (laughs) instead of fiscal (laughs) when referring to fiscal matters including but not limited to fiscal review and fiscal notes oh my god so these jokers are like trying to write laws yeah about about whatever taxes and whatever it is instead of saying fiscal they're saying physical and I they might these not people. know. They might not know that fiscal is a word. They might have spent their whole life. They never read a book. No. And they hear people say it, and they're like, mm, "Sounds like physical." <laughs> so sounds like you talk fast when you say fiscal. 
Do they think Olivia... <laughs> you say fiscal so fast. Do they think Olivia Newton-John is super into politics? Let's get fiscal. <laughs> no, they think... They don't know that fiscal is a word. Yeah, they think the word is physical. They think that everyone around them is just such a fast talker. <laughs> and they're like, slow it down. It's physical. My gosh. This is like... I, I think that the presidential, you know election is upon us the primaries and then the election i think instead of a debate we should be doing a spelling bee <sighs> that's such a good idea so yeah. let's swap we should one of ask those them, you know what we should make them send an email planning a bar crawl <laughs> oh my god and i will think judge about your use of bolding and bullets and not only that that requires a lot of forethought a lot of planning yeah. timing yeah you want somebody who can get a schedule that can also be flexible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Call ahead to the bars. Let them know there's going to be 25, 30 people coming. You have to call ahead. Guess what, everyone? Sometimes they're playing Quizzo or something right. stupid. You need yeah. to know. You know what? That's every presidential candidate. Organize a bar crawl. Yeah. For about 25 to 30 people. And then I trust and you. And then send the email. <laughs> yeah. And then make follow-up for RSVPs. Yeah. And then we'll do the bar crawl. We'll see how well it goes. That's who wins. Then, best bar crawl wins. Best bar crawl wins America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely putting that. That's going to be a tight Clinton Sanders race right there. Mm-hmm. The other jokers so, are out of it. Yeah, I don't know. They would if never I, do follow up. No, they wouldn't even call the bars. I can't even imagine Ted Cruz at a bar. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. No, he's like, gonna do not even an insult. No, 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 no. <laughs> he does karaoke. Let's get fiscal, fiscal. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone, that you had to hear my terrible laugh. Oh, holy guacamole! Yo, be like Charlie, Charles. Chattanooga. Email us your questions, bro. And we will answer them on the air. Drunkwordnerds at gmail.com, which is also our Instagram handle, drunkwordnerds. Yeah. We will post your picture. And subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Android apps. And you have to review it if you subscribe. Yo, and if you're in a fart five star mood. If you're in a five-star mood, review us. It's your physical responsibility to s- review this podcast. Be an American. Bye. Honestly, God, I need another glass of wine after that monologue. This has been a riveting production.